TV. I'm Shane, he's Fletch, and we are back. This time we are answering some of your viewer questions. Um, I put up a post on the community tab on our channel there on YouTube uh, last week and asked you guys to submit some questions for this segment. So that's where I pulled these ones from. Um, in the future, we may go ahead and post those over on the IG, so make sure you are following the uh, archive Instagram below. That being said, let's dive right into it. First one here comes from Judah 84 Talk about everybody breeding the same genetics over and over and how we can add diversity to the gene pool but still keep the, the flower flavors strong and powerful. Um, well, I guess that's kind of a two-part question. Um, if, you, if you're breeding the same stuff over and over, essentially you're just going to inbreed whatever traits you're selecting for if you're even selecting. So if I took like lemon cherry gelato and crossed it with runs, if I pick something from that and then continue to breed further, I can probably make something different or different enough or somewhat unique out of that. But if I just like take runs crossed with lemon cherry and then cross it to permanent marker because that's what everybody else is crossing to and then cross it back to lemon cherry because that's what everybody else is doing. And I'm not really ever making any selections. I'm just always crossing back to the same clone everybody else is picking. You guys are probably just going to all end up with pretty much the same weed. Slight variations of essentially the same thing. Exactly. With not enough variation to really stand out in the crowd. So, um, that's the... But, you know, if that flavor is really high in demand... Maybe what you're trying to do is to lock down all those traits into a seed line and try to replicate the original clone or variety as closely as you can. So it's really what's your goals. It's not really necessarily good or bad. It's just what are the results of the breeding practices you're employing in your program. And if it's if you're not making selections, you're probably not going to find much that's very different that'll differentiate you from or separate you from the pack. I think that's definitely true, especially like from the breeder's perspective. I like that he, you know, mentioned the idea of like trying to, whether it's artificially or whatever, just stimulate more diversity in the overall gene pool. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it with the commercialization of weed, that's one thing that we've kind of lost a little bit, kind of like we've discussed before, like, in the days before a lot of full legalization, especially rec, like a lot of different growers had their kind of their little niche or like the thing that they were grown for, the strains that they had bred and put the time into that were different, that were kind of their namesake or whatever. Nowadays, it's, I mean, it started with, I guess, you know, the medical days, it was just OG for a while, just everybody just growing OG, just slapping different names on it. The last five, 10 years, it's really been like the gelato-esque thing, you know, it was well, it's monkey, for a while. It's monkey see, monkey do. Exactly. So it's like, everybody, my only point there being is like, you kind of discuss what we can do to stimulate that from the producer side of it, but you can kind of help too with, you know, vote with your dollar. You know what I'm saying? If well, that's how you're going to convince growers to do, to not copy each other. And to grow something unique. If people yeah. are willing to pay a little bit more, travel a little further, go a little bit more out of their way to find something unique, which is kind of the spirit of how we started all this anyway, mm -hmm. you know, it would be more proof of incentive for producers to try something different rather than just, you know, keep chasing their tail over and over and over. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just becomes a yield game if you're not, um, 
either supporting or contributing to that part of it. And because it's such a, a, a business at this point, there's not a lot of room in a lot of these people's business models for the R&D side of it. No. You know what I mean? Well, you do have to with, focus on those numbers. With investors, you're going to have to make decisions that you potentially don't want to. And that's why it's important, if you can, to try to stay independent. I need a filter. It's always been tough to try to convince the investor type to the you know the long-term play and the value of having something different that might take a while to develop. You know what I mean? That's not usually like an easy translation for those type of guys to get that, you know? Exactly. We move on here to the next one. Well, let me finish one thing on that one. Just they're asking how you can add diversity to the gene pool. One way is to make selections and take something that's common and move it away through your selections, or you can take something old or different, breed it in and make a selection from it. You know, so you could take, if lemon cherry runts or whatever is your um, uh, goal, take it and cross it to something old school, you know, some old Mexican sativa or something like that and, and hybridize that once with lemon cherry and then find something cool in that. Then take that and outcross that again. Like, that's how you'll really probably start finding stuff that people go, man, I've never smelled anything like this before. So it's almost like the key to finding something new sometimes is digging into the past and finding some un unlocked potential with exactly. something like that. Looking for a recessive genes to pop yeah, back up. That makes sense. All right, moving along here. Question number two comes from Purple Clouds 2383 He wants to know, what is the archive drying and curing process? Um, we just chop it down and hang it in a room that's in between 60 and 70 degrees and 40 and 55 percent humidity. You just remove the big fans and hang the whole plant? Yeah, exactly. Just take all the, anything that doesn't have any resin on it off and try to touch the, the buds as little as possible, be as delicate as you can and put it in the right environment, 60 to 70 degrees, 40 to 55 percent humidity depending on a lot of other conditions, how how many plants you have packed in the room, all this other stuff, and uh, wait until it's ready to smoke. Which at that point, if, if all the environmental factors are the same across the board, is just going to come down to other factors like that specific strain, maybe how... Yeah, or maybe, it, maybe the weather outside affects your room a little bit, so you got to, you know, if it's raining outside, you got to just make it drier in there so that your equipment stays running longer so that the your humidity doesn't creep up on you as fast it's just managing that and just doing qualitative analysis where you're going in there and looking at the buttons and you know this stuff's a little bit too wet i should turn it down um or turn the temperature down or whatever it is low slow take your time with it yeah but you don't want to go too low right because if it's too cold and too high of a humidity you'll promote mold growth so if it's like 60 degrees and 65 or 70% because you want it to dry slowly, well, you might be finding mold in the inside of your buds yeah. when it finally does dry out two, three, whatever weeks from now. So it's definitely a feel process. I mean, it's a general rule, but you kind of got to go in and check in on there. it every day and just mm -hmm. make sure that everything is, is the way it's supposed to be. Until you figure out the conditions for your room and for your environment, I would recommend going in there and checking on it and making sure it's um, good condition. Hippie stick fish whistler, 1166. I don't know what a fish whistler is, but. 
I'd like to hear more about the face-off breeding project, the male that was used specifically. So if you guys have heard of the guy, the Shrain Shrom, there's this guy Shroomy420 online. We traded clones back in the day and I got a male and female clone of this strain called the Manic. And the Manic female was like purple urkel, but without the purpley lavendery kind of smell. It was just like that sweet, um, you know, not grapey, but just like the sweet, fruity kind of smell Candy. and kind of skunky. Okay. And it, it honestly, it kind of looked like Urkel as well. It's growth pattern, the way it produced buds, the, the blockiness of everything. But it wasn't as purple. It would just be purple tinged on the, the flowers. And uh, then I got a male from that too. So I made uh, seeds with that manic male, crossed it to a bunch of stuff. Albert Walker, which I had like the manic walker line the number 32 line that was like the first thing that i made and started working with and did like manic 32 hp 13 and a bunch of other stuff and then there was or not manic 32 manic albert walker which got nicknamed the number 32 line because i picked the number 32 clone from that f1 to make other stuff with um and then <clears throat> the face off was the same male right so i took the manic male crossed it to face off in that same pollination grew those out back crossed it one time to the face off mother plant then grew those out picked five males hybridized those with a bunch of different females and started making my selections for hybrids from there that was always one of my uh, favorite og cuts to run for extraction like mm -hmm. that that flavor just translates so well mm -hmm. it's uh about as pungent like danky skunky fuely it's got everything that i look for in, in a good og cut it sticks to the palate a long yeah. time super super sticky resin on that one too you know yielded fucking amazing for uh like i said for extraction yeah i miss working with that string that was a nice one for sure next one comes from my name is big perm i've been hearing people say that uh lemon cherry gelato is just renamed runs you sell both cuts of the dispensary what are your thoughts on the similarities, differences between the two cultivars? Thank you. I think they're pretty similar. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I don't really grow much of them because I don't really like growing the shit that everybody else grows. Yeah. It's, it's like anything. If Once everybody else likes it or wants to do it, I don't really want anything to do with it. So um, they're pretty similar. You know, if you like runts, if you like commercial Cali, purple packs, that's the, your ticket then. Makes sense. Next one comes from uh, Marin Marin seven nine nine eight. How can I order archive seed Stira? Um, you can go on the website archiveseedbank.com and we're shipping to Europe now. Christian Menendez five two eight four. Would love to hear about starting from scratch with true land rate land race domesticates and more about keeping those alive. Some are on their way to being lost forever and I feel like we owe it to the forefathers to mention that and try to stimulate some diversity in the gene pool. Um, yeah, I mean, the only way you can do it is by keeping those clones alive. I mean, that's why we've kept plants alive for 20 years is you can sit there and try and act like every breeding is gonna be perfect and therefore you should just make F2s and F3s and F4s and F5s, but you can quickly breed yourself out of what made your strain special so yeah so maintaining 
going through large population selections, picking things that are really good and maintaining them in tissue culture or just in tissue, like growing the clone and keeping a mother plant. That's really the most important thing. There's not really, you can sit there and make seeds with it and that's great. And you can make something new from it or you can try to reproduce it in seed form. But um, if you lose your way, it becomes really difficult to get back without either keeping some of those original seeds and continuing to, to work it and make sure that you have stuff that you can work backwards from, or in particular, keeping the original clone plant so you can even recreate or restart the whole process if you, if you really need to. Go back and start from scratch if you get too far away from what made it special in the first place. That's right, and you could use theoretically any land race to start that from. In my experience, land races are much more difficult to work with than a variety that's been selected for at least two or three generations um, from field because you're gonna find a lot more hermaphrodites in general. You're gonna find a lot more undesirable growth characteristics. Just less stable genetics overall. Yeah, because they're just field pollinated. So you get a little bit of everything in there and it they may be very stable, like they grow really uniform or they uh, are very resistant to drought or whatever stresses the population had in nature where you pulled it from. But it doesn't mean it's gonna be consistent in drug quality cannabis that you actually wanna smoke or that you could put all them together in a um, in a bag. Snow Lifer WB, I think you should do a strain review of every strain you have for sale. Then link the review to your page and make it click. This is not a question. Right. <laughs> Just literally copied and pasted these. It's, it's a good, uh, Good suggestion. I mean, yeah, sure. that's, that's the idea at the end of the day. We, we've been building this strain review catalog and it'd be great to have videos that you can embed. Eventually we will have reviews of everything, but it takes time, you know? Yep. Um, that call means it's time for the last question. Last one here comes from Redbeard996. Are you planning on releasing more Expedition Lion flavors in the near future? Uh, not anytime soon. I mean, those are just projects that, you know, one-off projects really. Yeah. It's just not, you know, it's only so much time to breed and make new stuff. I don't really go backwards too much, so get what you can while you can. That does it for this one, guys. If you have questions for next week, you can leave them down there in the comments or follow along on social media. I'll definitely make a post over there before we do the next one asking for more questions. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit the bell, do all the stuff. We'll see you next time.